With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is November 14th, 2022, and our first story. Lauren Boebert is on the verge of winning, but they are now saying that some rejected ballots may be fixed, and that will give her Democratic opponent the lead. This is the game. Mail-in votes, mail-in ballots. It's how Democrats are winning. Our next segment talks exactly about that. In Maryland's 6th District, it is surrounded by MAGA country. I mean, it is MAGA country, but somehow it went Democrat. The Republican was winning. And then a week later, they said, hey, look, mail-in ballots are still being counted. And then flip. As soon as it flipped Democrat, the Democrat was called the winner. Mail-in voting is the game. In our last segment, a new study, several, on myocarditis caused by vaccines is now underway. Mm -hmm. This one's interesting. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. Everyone has their eye on the hotly contested Lauren Boebert race out of Colorado, where she's leading by just about 1,000 votes. Now, everybody says the Republicans have lost an unlosable election, despite the fact that they are on track to win. It's looking right now that they're just about at 219 seats, giving them the majority plus one. But they should have done way better. I have a theory. My theory is that the media primed everybody to expect this tremendous red wave, including pollsters. That way, when Republicans did win, they would be demoralized. My friends, do not be demoralized. Be energized. You see now what needs to be done to win in 2024. They want you thrown off base. They want you staggered, confused, infighting. It's not going to happen here. We have a story from Newsweek. Lauren Boebert in danger as thousands of votes for opponent could be fixed. Ah, yes, fixed. You see it across the board. Republicans are winning, but they say we're not going to call the race. The moment the late count comes in favoring the Democrat, race called. I've seen it in a bunch of different races so far, notably where we are. We work out of Maryland, partly. We're mostly in West Virginia, but we do work in this uh, Maryland district, which by all accounts should be Republican. It's MAGA country. I mean, you've got big signs all over the place. Trump, etc., FJB, things like that. But for some reason, even after redistricting, Democrat. Well, I think it has a lot to do with mail-in voting and this establishment machine that will do everything in its power to stop America first politics and Donald Trump. And boy, are they struggling to do it. They want you demoralized. So here was here's what I see. Obviously, now they're saying they could fix these votes, meaning Lauren Boebert will lose. What that basically means is they're going to go through and say, see, these are invalid because the date is wrong or the signature didn't match. But we're going to contact the voter, double check. And then if it is correct, well, their vote counts and Lauren Boebert loses. I mean, it sounds fair on the surface. The issue is the way I see it is if you do it wrong, if you don't vote properly, 
We have rules in place for a reason, and that means there is a margin of error, and sometimes your vote doesn't count. You should know what you do, know what you need to do to vote, get up and go vote. The issue here is that there are votes that are improperly filled out. Normally, they'd say, look, if you didn't follow the rules properly, you're done. Normally, they'd say you have to go to the polling place, ask how to do it, click the button, and you're good. But signature verification tends to be a problem with mail-in voting. You see what's happening here. The rules have been changed over the past couple of years to make it extremely easy for Democrats to win, which brings me to my conspiracy theory. My theory on all of this is that for the longest time, they were telling us Republicans would narrowly win. The projections were saying they will take the House, but probably not the Senate. That's what we're expected to see right now. Yet for some reason, just a couple of weeks before the midterms, everything shifted. The Republicans are leading. The sentiment is there. Republicans are going to win. It's going to be a blowout red wave victory and then snatched right from them. And then all of a sudden I see these people complaining, saying it's Trump's fault and we should have done better. And I'm like, I don't get it. You won. You did fairly well. I mean, flipped. I think so far the count is what, 16 to 19 seats flipped. I mean, that's great. And many are saying it looks like a stock midterm. Sure. But people are saying, well, it shouldn't have been. It should have done way better. Right. That's because of universal mail-in voting. And now we're seeing what may be the uh, defeat, what may bring defeat for Lauren Boebert. And once again, it appears to be absentee mail-in and early voting. That's what needs uh, where, where you need to focus. Now, there's some interesting reports. They're saying that um, Donald Trump caused all of this and that they should have done better. And I'm like, I feel like that narrative is just in a desperate attempt. It's the second step in demoralization to stop Donald Trump. Why? We got a new report that Donald Trump wanted to look into the taxes of his political rivals. Well, why does that matter? Well, they did it to the Tea Party for sure. But it's also that we're learning a lot about this crypto exchange. I know many of you may say, Tim, I don't care about crypto, but it turns out this guy was a big Democrat donor working with Ukraine on crypto donations that may or may not have been funneled into Democratic candidates. Interesting how that works, isn't it? Can't have Donald Trump looking into Ukraine gate, these Chinese deals or what's going on with this crypto exchange, can we? I think the reason they want to stop Donald Trump is because they fear what he would do. He will go after them. He wants to drain the swamp. Many have said, yeah, but Ron DeSantis is an establishment player. I disagree. They're coming out calling him more evil. No joke. The Lincoln Project says he's even worse. Let's read from Newsweek.com. The race for Colorado's third congressional district remains too close to be called, as Trump-endorsed Rep. Lauren Boebert is currently only slightly ahead of her rival, Democrat Adam Frisch. But the incumbent congresswoman's narrow lead could once again be overturned if thousands of likely rejected votes in favor of her challenger were to be fixed as a recount looms over the Colorado race. Boebert was widely projected to win the midterms, with polling website 538 giving her a 97 in 100 chance of victory in the days ahead of the vote. As of November 14th, with nearly all the ballots being counted, Boebert is leading with a 50.1 percent of the vote against Frisch's 49.8. So I believe what they're saying is it's a 0.38% lead. If she does not lead by at least 0.5, there will be a recount. You know what I love? The polls were wrong again. They're useless. 538. Oh boy. They were so wrong. Why? The rules changed. Dramatically, the rules changed. Universal mail-in voting became the law of the land in many of these places. Republicans will never win again. 
if that's the case. If they do not get their act together right now and file every single lawsuit imaginable, you better kiss 2024 goodbye, especially if Donald Trump runs. And don't get me wrong. I'm not coming out against Donald Trump. In fact, the more I hear this, the more I just want more Donald Trump. Now, look, I'll tell you right off the bat, I am really annoyed with the 2020 narrative and he won't shut up about it. But you know what? The more they scream, lie, cheat, steal, whatever, the more I'm just like, please give them more of what they loathe, Donald Trump. But I'll be honest with you. I think they want Donald Trump to run. I really, really do. We saw them prop up MAGA candidates. They were secretly funding it because they wanted to annoy people. I think that was a big component. But I'll, I'll tell you, none of it matters. Nothing matters. Let me stress this. Lauren Boebert may be the right candidate, whatever. Gun rights may be the right issue, whatever. Maybe it's abortion. Don't know. It won't matter. Tribalism has ruled this day. That's the only thing that's going to have an impact right now. People who are Democrat in cities will vote Democrat. And with universal mail-in voting, ballot harvesters, where it's legal, will collect those ballots and they will win. Ballot harvesting is much, much easier in urban centers where one person can collect a thousand ballots from one building. Whereas in Republican areas, good luck driving that far with gas prices as high as they are. They say Frisch could still oust the Republican incumbent. Uh, they're going to insult Lauren Barber, which is a waste of my time. If thousands of voters votes likely rejected for signature verification were cast in support of the Democratic nominee. Keep that in mind. We don't know for sure. They could come back the same rate and Boebert could still win. Every year in Colorado, thousands of ballots are reportedly rejected for issues related to signature verification, as they should be, like a missing signature or a discrepancy in the signature. Local officials then alert voters to the issue, giving them a week time to fix the problem and make their vote count. The process, which is done in 23 other states besides Colorado, Colorado is called ballot curing. Mm. There's no way of knowing right now how many votes may have been rejected this year or whom these votes may have been cast in favor of as the ballots remain close, uh, close until the signature issue is resolved. But on a national average, a majority of mail-in ballots are sent by Democrats. So there it is. According to the Secretary of State, 21,838 ballots were rejected for signature verification in 2020. Nationwide, more than 560,000 were rejected. The Secretary of State's office doesn't count how many were fixed. Frisch tweeted, ballots are still being cured in CO3, and our campaign wants to make sure every vote is counted so we can retake the lead. Check the status of your ballot or, uh, or to direct a friend to do so. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Carrie Lake is doing similar. They're telling people, check to make sure your ballots are counted. It's a tight race, my friends. When we pop over to the Reuters results, you can see Lauren Boebert has the lead, but it is a slim lead at that. Currently only leading by around a thousand or so votes. Here's the thing. You take a look at like the Senate race in Nevada right now. Adam Laxalt is only down by about 7,000 ballots with 98% of expected votes counted. So they're calling it. They're calling it. Over in Arizona, Masters is down 
just over 100,000 ballots. They've called it. Why? There aren't that many ballots left. Now, many people take issue. They're, 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 there is something really confusing about this. In Arizona, they haven't called it for Hobbs yet because Carrie Lake is only down around 15, uh, I'm sorry, about 25 or so thousand ballots. I think it's actually, what are we looking at? About 25,000, a little bit, little bit more. And there's about 100,000 ballots left to count. If Carrie Lake gets half of those, she doesn't win. If she gets around 70%, she does. But a lot of people are saying, we don't know. This is probably go, go, going to go into a legal battle. What's interesting, though, is that even before they had all the ballots come in and there was still a margin for Masters to win, they called it. But I'll give you a better example because that's not the best, best example. The best example is, is over here, and I highlighted this in an earlier segment, where it, this is a, come on, Maryland's sixth district. I think I accidentally said it was the first district. Trone won by about 9,000 or 8,000 or so ballots. 97% reporting. It was leading. It was, it, was, it was being led by the Republican in an area that's surrounded by MAGA country. And then as soon as it flipped Democrat lead, they called it. Why? Mail-in voting. I'll say it a million times. It won't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what they report. Mail-in voting is the issue. Don't be demoralized. The, the popular vote was uh, 5 million plus for Republicans. So that's huge. Depending on what happens uh, moving forward, with 2024 and who runs, we'll see. And I think uh, Maryland's first district went Republican. So yeah, I, I, was, I was incorrect about that. But uh, we'll see this moving forward. Now, here's what I love. Lauren Boebert, you get all of our attention this time because the narrative right now is that it's Trump's fault, it's MAGA's fault, and that is not true at all. I am tired of Donald Trump. I really am, guys. I'm sorry. The Trump supporters love Trump, will never back down from Donald Trump. And hey, respect. Me? I'm just tired of not hearing anything other than I'm better. I did better. It was stolen, yada, yada. Trump did well. He really did. His endorsements, they actually won overwhelmingly. And they're trying to make it seem like Trump's endorsements lost. Some of them did. But Ron DeSantis was supported by Trump and Trump voted for him. Now Trump's coming out against DeSantis. I roll. Here's what I'm tired of. I'm tired of Stop the Steal. I'm tired of the fraud narrative. And there are people who are now coming at me. It is funny. I posted an Instagram about that. Posted on Instagram. <clears throat> and I said mail-in voting is the issue. And there are people saying like, finally coming around. Someone commented, shout out. Finally coming around to our way of thinking on 2020, Tim. Our way of thinking. I've been saying this the whole time. Universal mail-in voting is a legal procedure that was enacted. Now, you can argue it's unconstitutional and challenge it in the courts, as you should. But it was the rule. They did this. Sue. It wasn't like they just, you know, this is what people keep trying to argue. The fraud narrative in the beginning was overwhelmingly that fake ballots were around or Dominion flipped votes or other nonsense. Dude, they got moms to vote for their kids in the suburbs. And what I mean is overwhelmingly parents called their kids and said, before we go out for pizza, fill out your ballot, vote Democrat. I know because that's what they did to me when I was 18. They said, let's go out to eat. I showed up and said, before we go, we're going to stop at the polling place vote. Have you voted yet? No. Okay, well, make sure you vote Democrat. Okay. And I did. I didn't know better. And then with Obama, I was like, maybe this really is going to, you know, going to win. I had no idea. And that's what they're doing. It is mail in voting. Now, signature verification. I think this one's easy. Is there some fraud? Probably. And, and you can probably track and find a lot of it. But I think the real issue is when people don't know or don't care, I think they're really filling out these ballots. I think real ballots are giving Democrats the edge here. 
It is young people and it is people going in ballot harvesting. But many of these people don't know and don't care. So why are their ballots rejected? Because they didn't care and they just scribbled and said, whatever, here you go, fill it out. That's it. Now, I certainly think there's probably untoward activity going on. There was a whistleblower in Florida who said that they were getting paid to collect ballots. In Florida, that's illegal. In 39 states, I think getting paid for it's probably illegal. But in 39 states, you are allowed to ballot harvest. Keep that in mind as they expand universal mail-in voting. Let's stick to the story here because you've heard me harp on about this too much. That is the battle, not this. The Wall Street Journal says in Lauren Boebert's Colorado district, some voters grow tired of Trump style politics. Democrat Adam Fritch's surprisingly stiff challenge tapped residents unease with the freshman congresswoman's showmanship. Okay, I don't think that's uh, reflective of Trump. I think it's just I think people don't like culture war politics. You've got to be a showman. You've got to stand up. You've got to be combative, but you've got to be tactful. So I think Ron DeSantis did so well. But it's not Trump. It's not MAGA. That's what they're trying to say. They went, they went, they, they then go and interview some people who are like, quote, I'd like to vote for a Republican, but I'm not going to vote for these extremists and election deniers, said Mr. Heller, who has begun voting for more Democrats in recent years because he is concerned about the preservation of democracy, climate change, free trade, and support for Ukraine. Let him do it, I guess. Republican Bill Heller says he voted against Lauren Boebert because he's concerned about preserving democracy. That shows the Democrat narrative worked. But universal mail-in voting is the issue. And here's what they say. <clears throat> they say, we want everyone's vote to count. And Republicans are trying to suppress the vote. Suppress the vote. No matter what you do, they will accuse you of a moral slight. Your policy positions don't work on people who don't care. If they're driven by fear, like this individual, he's going to vote Democrat. I do not believe Trump was the issue. I believe they've isolated a few people and then asked them why they voted Democrat. But the reality is universal mail-in voting. I'll say it again. Here you go. Wall Street Journal again. Why independent voters broke for Democrats in the midterms. GOP candidates closely aligned with Trump turned off some centrist and in-play Republicans. Look, they can say it all they want. And this is the Wall Street Journal semi-right-leaning. I think they're desperate to get rid of Trump. I think Trump's endorsements worked. And I think while Trump can be annoying, especially to people like me, and he can be a bit off-putting, I want to show you some of their own data. They said, is a reason for your vote to support or oppose Trump? 34% of independent voters said oppose. 34% of all voters said oppose. That includes Republicans. 54% said it was not a factor. Among all voters, 24% said support. 54% said Trump was not a factor. So here's what I think you need. You need to win. You need a policy platform. You need to tell the American voters, if you vote for me, here's what I will give you. Here's what I will do. The problem is that Democrats lied. Joe Biden, for instance, the national level said $10,000. Universal mail-in voting being the principal issue got young people to, quote unquote, turn out more than normal. And now they're going to cure these universal universal mail-in votes and ensure that Lauren Boebert doesn't win. The culture war can swing both ways. Lauren Boebert is a culture warrior candidate on the top, and they put her picture in the media. And uh, I've even heard some Republicans say they don't like her, so no surprise there. But they get a lot of people to vote against her because they're riled up. 
But then how does this Republican district swing Democrat? Universal mail-in voting. I, I know. I'll just say it 50 billion times. Here we go. New York Times, extreme candidates and positions came back to bite in the midterms. This is the surface level of surface level assessments. And I think it's because the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times, what they want. If you operate your election system off of a, a ballot arrives in the mail and then you rubber stamp it and carry on with your daily activity, then you are going to be ruled by the ignorant. And no matter how smart and well-informed you are, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Because what do you do? There is one solution. As Ned Ryan put it, Republicans need to make a ballot harvesting machine and make sure everyone's playing the same game. Democrats changed the rules because of COVID that heavily favored them, and Republicans were caught off guard. In fact, in Pennsylvania, Republicans thought it would advantage them because they're not smart. The universal mail-in voting rule in Pennsylvania was agreed to a year before the election by Republicans, many of whom don't like Donald Trump or MAGA, mind you, and want the establishment back in power. But it was partly due in good faith because they thought if you remove the down ballot vote, they would actually start winning. Stupid idea. But the idea is in Pennsylvania, you could say Democrat, Republican. And then if you check that box, you vote for all the Republicans across the board. Republicans said, OK, if you get rid of that, we'll allow universal mail-in voting, thinking it would advantage them or that it would balance out or something like that. Unfortunately for Republicans, they don't have a ballot harvesting machine who goes around to rural areas to collect ballots. So they lose. And now in big cities where people don't like to vote, many of these people who don't want. OK, I'll say it again. In big cities where there are many people who don't care to vote. They are now getting a ballot in the mail. Someone's knocking on the door and saying, fill it out. That is where you will lose. So I guess my point is, don't don't count out these candidates like Boebert. Don't join in the fray against Donald Trump. It's a trick. What's happening is they found a procedural way to gain an advantage. After that, they want you convinced Trump versus DeSantis. Why? to create infighting so that in the end, what ends up happening is that Republicans are thrown off base. Don't focus on the real problem. There was a video I watched where it's like a, a box truck leaves a polling location, drives around, goes to a printing shop and then comes back or it's, that's what's claimed. And I'm just like, you know what? They're going to fall for it. You're going to fall for it. They're going to convince you that something happened and they probably it was probably a trick. Some Democrat probably said, drive the truck around, trick them. You know why? It makes more sense than someone printed a bunch of fake ballots. The cameras shut down at a polling location. Everyone says, aha, that proves it. Boy, do they want you convinced in ballot fraud. You know why? For one, it's difficult to prove. Two, even if you do an audit, you will find nothing. You know what you're going to find when you do your audit? You're going to find those ballots actually correspond with real people. And then you're going to go, but, but, but how can that be? We, we, we saw the evidence. We thought it was fraud. Sorry, friends. It's universal mail-in voting. And while you were heavily focused over the past few years on the Arizona audit, which came out with nothing, by the way, where did that go? The real trick was that you were not engaged in class action lawsuits over the legality of universal mail-in voting. You were not building a ballot harvesting operation like Democrats have for legal ballot harvesting operations. You weren't. You were focused on Donald Trump's narrative about stealing and fraud and dominion and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. There's some stuff there that's, that's important to investigate. But instead of saying we need to organize and build a get out the vote ballot harvesting operation or we need to sue to stop universal mail-in voting, 
All of the Trump supporters are going around screaming fraud, and we know it. And right now they're doing the same thing to Carrie Lake. Right now they're saying there's no way she could have lost. There's people outside holding up signs. I'm even seeing people say they won't vote anymore. (laughs) That's the opposite of what you need to do. You need to go out and vote more. There are people who are saying, Tim, I got a bunch of my friends to vote and look what happened. And I'm like, yeah, you won. Imagine if you didn't do that. This is why I'm so frustrated. You know, I was, we, we, we did this big show with Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Michael Malice. And, you know, people are arguing about voter fraud and stuff. I think it was Alex. And I'm just like, no, dude, they've got you off in the corner pointing at something that smells bad, which I agree smells bad. But they are getting these districts to flip because universal mail-in voting. Michael Malice was like, yes, yes, yes. Why would they let the Republicans win? There's talk now of ousting McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. There's people saying they won't support him. It's crazy. They want you focusing on the wrong thing. And that's unfortunate. The New York Times says young voters helped Democrats, but experts differ on just how much. The youth vote turned out, especially in some key swing states. But some experts say report of a surge in young voters were overestimated. They did turn out and they did turn out in swing states. Don't you get it? Young people don't care about this stuff. Maybe a little bit more than normal. Sure. Sonny Hostin said it. She voted for her son. Now, I think in most circumstances, as I mentioned already, they're just voting with their kids. They're telling their kids who to vote for. And they made it easier than ever. 18 year old kids still living at home said, I'm not going with you. I don't care. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Well, go before you leave. Fill this out. and I'll send it in for you. And there it is. And now your favorite candidates lose. The candidates who care, the candidates who want the system to work properly. Let's talk about this. I'll keep it simple, though. The New York Post, cryptocurrency billionaire broke the bank for Democrats. That's interesting. Biden's second biggest donor, Sam Bankman-Fried, a.k.a. SBF, saw his business file for bankruptcy days of the election, but not before pumping $40 million into the Democratic Party to spend on get up the vote and other shadowy ballot harvesting mechanisms for the midterms. Uh Uh-huh. You saw this story, right? Take a look at this from Coindesk. Ukraine partners with FTX Everstake to launch new crypto donation website. Really? So FTX, that's the company, was uh, taking donations for Ukraine and Bitcoin. And then FTX also dumped $40 million into get out the vote ballot harvesting. Zuckerbucks, remember that? Zuckerbucks, I'm, I'm hearing, were banned in Florida. Look how well Ron DeSantis did. This is the game, my friends. It, it doesn't matter what you convince voters of. It doesn't matter if you convince them you're right or there's some good or something bad. What matters is, do you get the ballot? With ballot harvesting and universal mail-in votes, you do. With Republican facts don't care about your feelings, you don't. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So play accordingly and bet accordingly. The polls are completely meaningless. All that matters now is generic ballots. 538 is going to be wrong every step of the way. Unless 
they start factoring in that the average family is 2.5 kids. It's down. I think it's around like 1.8. I think it's less than two. And then what you want to do is when you're calculating suburban women votes, add in 1.8 ballots towards them because of their kids. And there you go. Then you'll get the actual numbers. Maybe they'll do a post-mortem and figure out why they really lost. Trump wanted IRS investigations of foes, top aide says. I wonder why. Maybe it's because of the Sam Bankman Freed scenario. The symbolic 30-year-old whiz kid once said to have been worth $16 billion had spent $10 million helping get Biden elected in 2020. Amazing. A more unlikely billionaire you could not find. And of course, his money was built out of thin air. A math genius with poor social skills. SBF reportedly lived in a polycule, a polyamorous relationship with multiple people. Sure. Here's how it works. No longer does it matter if you spend money on ads. You can buy all the ads in the world. Matters very little. There's a powerful independent media machine that was that is favoring liberty minded candidates and America first candidates. It matters very little. It mattered. You know, all of you who went out to vote and, and, and advocated for your friends and family, you had a big impact. Good job. But here's where the money's going now. Ballot harvesting. Why? You can hire people to go knock on doors. And in fact, they're legally allowed in many places to collect ballots. Republicans, that's the key. You've got two years. The race begins now. Will you be able to catch up? You want to think funny? Democrats launched Act Blue, a fundraising website, well before Republicans launched Red Win. Because Republicans are stodgy, old, and way behind the times. Democrats used social media well before Republicans did. Trump did a much better job, and the, the Trump cycle proved to be very effective. Here's the funny thing. Trump won in 2016 because Hillary Clinton sucked. Trump did even better in 2020, the culture war in full swing. If universal mail-in voting was not in play, Trump had, would have won handily. Then they convinced you all to focus on the fraud narrative with insane stories about Venezuela and Germany and garbage nonsense. And many people overlooked what mail-in voting was going to do. And look what it did. Now we're going into 2022 to 2024, and we're already hearing people scream fraud. Dude, do whatever you want. Tell me I'm wrong. Fine. I don't care. But you'll lose. That's it. It is not fraud when a mother takes the mail-in ballots that came, whether they asked for them or not, and says, fill it out. In 2020 in New Jersey, ballots showed up in my house I didn't even ask for. Ballots showed up for someone who didn't even live there. What can you do about it? They don't know that the person moved and didn't re-register. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't throw away someone's vote. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Then what happens when someone comes and knocks on the door and says, hand us your ballots? Sure, you can argue that some of these people went and stole the ballots or something like that. Maybe. I'm sure it happened in some circumstances. But come on, it's not difficult to knock on a door and say, it's right there, dude. Come on, just fill it out. And the person says, okay, sure, fine, whatever, and hands it to him. Just sign this. I'm your designated drop off. It's legal, man. I, I often feel like, you know, the YouTube rules saying you can't claim there was fraud was actually to try and help Republicans figure it out. But they didn't get it. And I had people telling me I was wrong. And I'm just t- I'm telling you, man, please. I did fundraising for these organizations they even had advocacy for, for, for politicians, and they would say it was unrelated to the business. If you wanted to, you could go out and vote for the Dem- for, for a uh, postcard for a Democrat. It's all volunteer. 
And some of these people would go do it just because they were bored and nothing better to do than hand out postcards. Yo, these organizations, they pay people. It's a job to go and collect ballots and it's legal. That's what you need to compete with. So I can only tell you, my friends, good luck. If the Republican leadership won't pay attention to this, then I don't know what to tell you. But I'll make sure to bring it up 50 billion times because this is how Democrats win. And they'll argue they're re- that these are real votes from real people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Republicans better up their game. They didn't. They're so focused on facts don't care about your feelings. They don't look to the rules. There's a saying among hackers. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Because what does cheating really mean? Cheating. Well, it typically is winning by going against the rules. But think about the real world. What does cheating mean? How to, how to put this? Is it, it, it cheating is typically it doesn't necessarily mean illegal. It means exploiting a system. I'll put it this way. I don't think Democrats cheated at all. I think they hacked. They looked at how the rules were, 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 were structured and said, how do we play within the mean in this game so that we can we can we can win? They thought outside the box. Republicans thought facts don't care about your feelings. We will prove to people why they should vote for us. And Democrats said, do we need to convince people or do we just need their votes? Well, honestly, we just need their votes. OK, so we can lie to them and say whatever we want. We can offer them 10 grand, go to door to door and then tell them that. Knock on the door. Look, vote Democrat, man. Biden's saying he's going to forgive 10 grand of student loans. Fill that thing out. Boom. Youth vote. Easy as that. I hope you're paying attention. We'll see what happens with Lauren Boebert. It's all coulda, shoulda, woulda. We don't know for sure. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight at youtube.com slash timcastirl. We're going to have an awesome show. We have an awesome guest. I'm really excited for this one. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And we will see you all there tonight. We still don't have the results of our election. That's it. It's kind of insane. We still don't have the results of the midterm election that took place nearly a week ago. And that is unprecedented. There's this great tweet from Glenn Greenwald where he highlights a documentary put out by The New York Times where they actually say the one thing that Americans did not expect in the year 2000 was that they would not know the results of the election on election night. And now it's just about a week later and we don't know the results of our election. It is widely assumed Republicans will take a slim majority in the House, and that was exactly what you could have hoped for or expected. It's in line with early projections before polling started to flip. And of course, right on the last month or so, they started screaming it's going to be a major red wave. And uh, then it turned out to be not so much. The reality is, actually, it was a red wave. It, It was. If you are operating under the assumption that a red wave means Republicans are going to win everything, then it wasn't. But if you're operating under the assumption that Republicans were going to turn out to vote in major numbers, then you'd be correct. The problem is Democrats also saw major voter turnout, although I think turnout's probably the wrong word for it because Democrats saw mass voter returns. I think that's actually what they're calling it now, returns. Turnout used to specifically refer to the fact that people would show up. They would turn out to vote. They would get up from their chairs, walk outside, walk down to their voting district, precinct, building, whatever, cast their ballots, turn out. Today, they return. They get a universal mail-in ballot in many of these states. They fill it out. They send it in. 
We're hearing that they're going to be extending the COVID emergency, uh, um, uh, whatever. And I want I want you to look at this before we get into all the details. A tweet that I put out, which uh, exemplifies, in my opinion, a major problem we have, and even the Democrats have pointed out. I wrote, Western Maryland, literal MAGA country, with flags and signs everywhere, surrounded by Republican districts to the West, still broke for the Democrats after a week of late counting. Elections today are all about how the votes get cast and not about how people actually feel. Well, of course, because you have the uninformed who make up the majority of the Democrats voter block, the ignorant, uninformed, emotional tribalists, they don't quite understand why this is actually a problem. And if they're saying things like it's the votes that matter, not how people feel, they, they agree. They think I'm wrong. I think that the general thesis, the general idea that I'm presenting is is a bad one. That's how they're roasting my tweet. They're saying all that matters is you get the votes. It doesn't matter how people feel. I actually think it matters how people feel. And the votes are a vehicle by which the people express themselves politically so that we could have leadership that reflects the will of the people. So how people feel actually does matter how they think, how they feel. If we have now replaced our voting process with universal mail-in voting, which results in people like Sonny Hostin of The View going on TV and claiming she committed voter fraud. Well, we've got a big problem, don't we? And what we're seeing now is a district like Western Maryland. And this, this, one, this one really hit me because um, we work here. So uh, I live in the, uh, uh, I think it's the first West Virginia district. Hey, look, it's MAGA country. This panhandle right here, the little panhandle of West Virginia, it's red. And you know, it's funny. In this district there, I believe that there's two college towns. There could maybe even be more. I don't know. Two different college towns, maybe more. Now, hold on there a minute. To the north, you have red districts in Pennsylvania. To the south, you have the red districts of West Virginia. But then wedged in between for seemingly no reason is this blue strip. Hey, that doesn't make sense. You will not convince me the people of this panhandle want a Democrat to represent them. I know because I am here. In fact, I am there every night for Timcast IRL because we work in both both areas. Now, how is it that you jump the river and it's all Republican? You, you drive five minutes and now it's Democrat? Well, it's because of the way the systems are done. That's, that's really all it is. Of course, it's not 100% that. Some people might point out that the eastern part of this district does dip into more uh, liberal territories, such as Frederick City. Um, but with the new remapping, they actually projected this district to go Republican because they removed part of Frederick from this district. Either way, how is it that in an area surrounded by Trump flags, Trump signs, FJB, and they're everywhere, you end up with a district that is Democrat? Well, Neil Parrott, the Republican, was winning, and he was winning for the whole week. And then all of a sudden, it flipped to Trone, and they instantly called it. Mail-in voting is the reason. Now, I'm not saying there was fraud. In fact, quite the opposite. What I'm saying is exactly here. When you have people like Sonny Hostin saying she voted for her son, you get it, don't you? It's not even about whether she physically filled out the ballot. In her case, it sounds like she committed fraud and uh, nothing's going to happen. Maybe the Republicans will take over and actually do something in regards to her overt omit, uh, admission. And then maybe she can say, I misspoke. What I meant to say was I dropped the ballot off for him, which is legal. But either way, 
there you go. Let's operate under the assumption that Sonny Hostin of The View did not actually vote for her son. She dropped off the absentee ballot for her son, which is legal. In a normal circumstance, without universal mail-in voting, the disinterested son who did not care to vote, his ballot would not have been dropped off. Even if he did feel it out, fill it out, he could have mailed it. He could have taken it and dropped it in the mailbox. That's what it's for. He didn't do it. His vote would not have gone through. It's remarkable, isn't it? That's what's happening. And if Republicans don't understand, then it's a big, fat waste of time. Here we have uh, Frank Luntz. Incredible. He says, when the dust settles from the 2022 midterms, the GOP will have between 233 and 240 House seats, outdoing their normal, their, their total from 1994. Republicans also will take control of the Senate, but that won't be clear until Friday. And Frank Luntz, the famous pollster, posted that on November 7th. And he was wrong. Technically, he was right. Technically, his, predict- his predictions and projections were completely correct. Technically. And Frank Luntz posted this saying like, I wonder what I got wrong. What, what needs, you know, I'll eat this one. I was wrong. What, what do we need to learn from this? Frank, I think you're kind of a nasty guy. I once tweeted politely at you and you insulted me for no reason. Thanks, I guess. But I think you were correct. The likely voter polls were correct. What they did not account for was the massive turnout, I'm sorry, the massive return of youth ballots. They negated the boomer ballots. I've seen some charts saying that. So when you look at the polling, the polling was accurate. Absolutely. The turnout for Republicans was huge. The popular vote for Republicans was huge. Unfortunately for them, here's what I said. Mass mail-in voting means likely voter polls are all wrong and useless. The urban advantage will swing Democrat from here on out, and disinterested voters will be voting via ballot harvest. Fact. And right now, it's looking bad for, K- uh, for Carrie Lake. It's not over. Carrie Lake is confident she's going to win. And uh, the annoying thing about politics is, I'll say this for my own, uh, for my own, in my own defense, I've put out two videos saying that the trends predict a Carrie Lake victory. That was not my personal assessment. Of course, the left will try and claim it is because that's what they do. No, that was the assessment of the pollsters and the news organizations that said, based on the voting patterns we've seen so far, late ballots will uh, trend towards Republican and thus give Carrie Lake the edge as more and more votes come in. As that is pointed out, they also said, but we'll hedge our bets. And I agreed. I said, okay, I can only report what they've reported. And what they've reported is just that. It's looking like, according to the trends, Carrie Lake will win. However, now that 93% of expected vote counts are in from the late absentee and mail-in votes, Carrie Hobbs, her lead has shrunk quite a bit. It, was, uh, it grew, it shrank. It's now, uh, what, are we, what are we looking at? We're looking at around 26,000 or so votes, uh, just, just about. And uh, am I doing my math wrong? And um, there's only 7% left. That would mean Carrie Lake needs to win a strong majority of those, uh, of those votes to actually win. It's universal mail-in voting. That's it. People who don't know anything about what's going on politically are turning out to vote. And that's reality. That's what it is. Now, my, my wish is that, you know, we, we, we come to a world where people know and care about what's going on in the world, and they vote based on that. Unfortunately, you and I, were politicos. You watching this video, oh boy, 
is this esoteric? I mean, you know that the Covington Catholic incident was a hoax. You know that the Justice Millett incident was a hoax. You know that hands up, don't shoot was a hoax. You know that Ukraine gate, Russia gate hoaxes. These people don't and they don't care. They don't know. They don't care. I'll tell you what is happening. I said it two years ago. I said it a year and a half ago, a year ago, and I'll say it again now. Politics, it's completely meaningless if universal mail-in voting is the system. It is the degradation of our electoral process, and it has terrifying results. What this means is that in these blue areas, mainly urban centers where the advantages are taking place, you've got 18 to 26 year olds who still live with their parents. Boy, it almost seems like it's on purpose, huh? Maybe Joe Biden was tanking the economy to make sure that he retained power. Maybe tanking the economy, they knew it didn't matter if they destroyed the economy because the informed vote would never outpace the cult vote. So the kids who are now relegated to living with their parents come home and the mom says, we're all going out to eat. Come over. And the kids come over and she goes, I got your ballots here. Fill them out. And they go, I don't care about this. Just fill it out and then we'll go eat. And they do. That's why the moms are dropping off the ballots. The kids don't care. They don't want to vote. They're not involved. They don't know what's going on. And if you don't, you shouldn't vote. But the Democrats rely on ignorant voters, which is why they want the voting age reduced to 16, which is insane. 16 year olds, most haven't even gotten a paycheck yet. They don't know what taxes are. Now, I have no problem with informed voters voting. Uh, 16, you're not even a legal adult. So no, 18 makes sense. Informed voters, good thing. Uninformed voters, bad thing. So here's where we go now. I jokingly tweeted this. Republicans should run on the platform of giving everyone $10,000 and worry about whether it's unconstitutional after they win. But Joe Biden did it. And see, the Republicans are too stupid to realize that works. They put out these ads where it's like cash in your pocket, cash, cash, cash. And it was like someone stuffing money in their pocket or something like that. And it was flashing on the screen. And then as soon as the election day was over, they said, by the way, that's unconstitutional. You're getting nothing. I said, Democrats will counter with 15,000. You got to call their bluff and raise it to 20. Republicans, come on, play the game. Just keep running on giving them more. You get up on the debate stage. The Democrat says, we're going to give $10,000 to pay off your student debt. That is that is uh, that is obscene. My Democratic opponent offering 10,000 is ridiculous. College students should have free college. Therefore, I say 50,000. We will wipe all debt off every single person. And the Democrat will say, I'll, I'll wipe all debt and give you 10 grand in cash to put in your pocket. And then I respond with 10,000. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think we should give $100,000 to every individual to as reparations for the damages caused by student loans to all persons. And if you've graduated from college, we'll give you $100,000 as back pay reparations. And if you didn't go to college, we're going to give you $150,000. Just keep going because this is how the elections will play out moving forward. Republican leadership. Nah, yeah, perhaps they're to blame. Let me play this for you. Let me play this for you to really drive the point home. Oh boy, this is a good clip. Thanks, Glenn. The one thing no one expected in a presidential campaign is that we wouldn't know who won on election day. Count our votes! Count our votes! There it is. In 2016, the New York Times did a video on how crazy it was not to have the results of an election on the day of the election. 
Six years later, they have conditioned Americans to believe that winners can't be determined on election day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe Biden came out and said it. I'll give a shout out to Dave Smith. Follow comic Dave Smith on Twitter. He said before the election that he had the sinking feeling. Biden was coming out saying there was going to be election deniers and they must be rejected. And he was like, why would he say that in an, in an election where by all accounts is about to get crushed? Because they knew they knew they had altered the system to such a degree that the Republicans can't win. Republicans are too stupid. I don't mean the voters. I mean, they're, they're, look, they're stupid voters across the board. Republicans are no exception. But you take a look at the Republican leadership and they got to go. These people are just awful. Look. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I am not the biggest fan. I like him for some things. He's a really funny guy. And, uh, you know, 2016, I didn't vote for him. Michael Moore, he said in 2016 that Trump was going to get this vote from a lot of people because there's a Molotov cocktail to the system. I feel that. I remember Occupy Wall Street. I remember the anger. And if it wasn't going to be Bernie, it was going to be Trump. 2020 was different for me. 2020, around August, I think, I'm, I said, I'm going to be voting for Trump. I said, I wouldn't do it before, but I'm going to do it now because he had good policies. I saw the Abraham Accords, big fan. Withdrawing from the Middle East, no, no foreign intervention stuff. I like it. Trying to make peace with North Korea, tremendous. School choice, very good. Anti-CRT, I dig it. And I said, OK, I like these policies. I like these policies and I don't like Joe Biden. And I really felt like I wasn't voting against the Democrats. I was like, I want to see Trump see this through. And then Trump did not win. And while Trump and, and his, and his the staunchest of allies went around screaming voter fraud, and uh, in some instances, I get it. There, there, there certainly was uh, uh, questionable practices. I don't, do not think that played a role. I really don't. And there are people that have just sacrificed their, 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 their uh, chance at winning because they want to believe they're the majority. They're the silent majority. Therefore, they have to win no matter what. I think it was Frank Luntz who actually said this. He said, if Democrats aren't coming out and speaking, aren't they the silent majority? And uh, this is the reality. The silent majority, they're silent not because they're scared. They're silent because they don't care. They don't speak up because they don't know and they don't care. Now, normally, Voter turnout is a big problem for everybody, and Democrats struggle to get young people to turn out. Young people vote for stupid things because they don't understand how the system works, and that's why when people get older, they start to vote Republican. But Republicans, they, they, they think facts don't care about your feelings, so they're going to win. And I'm just like, man, is it so annoying? Here's what I can't stand. The Democrats do things completely unrelated to their platform, completely unrelated. It's, be it's become a problem with their activist base and social media because now they have to pretend like they're going to. But they'll come out and say things like $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. And then afterwards be like, psych. Yeah, they're lying to you. What they actually do is something totally different. The Republicans come out and talk about what they want to do and try to appeal to logic. Congratulations. You can't win with universal mail-in voting if you're trying to appeal to people's logic. 
That was the big contest with Democrats and Republicans. Democrats tried to build a cult coalition and Republicans tried to justify their actions. I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about literally in the past couple of elections. Republicans have been playing this facts don't care about your feelings game. They've won over many libertarians and post liberals. The reason many liberals are, are dumping the party uh, Democrats is because they're not catering to logic. But with universal mail-in voting, with just getting the votes, you're never going to win. You think that you can beat the ignorant masses? Look, we try to inform them. That's the game that I play, trying to get as many people as possible to know what's going on. But when you're up against the lie machine, it's very, very difficult. Most people don't know, don't care, don't want to know, and don't want to wake up from this. Some people think they're quote unquote woke, but they're actually indoctrinated into the cult. Example, they believed Jussie Smollett. They believed the Ahmed Arbery story. They believed Ukraine gate, Russia gate, Covington Catholic, hands up, don't shoot. Need I continue? They believe everything we know, false. They believe Donald Trump threw wistfully the, the, uh, wastefully the uh, uh, food into the Koi pond in Japan without realizing he was actually just doing what Shinzo Abe had done. But the camera was cropped to make it look like Trump was stupid. They think Trump told people to inject bleach into their veins. He never did. Perhaps you can argue that the question he asked was silly, but all he did was ask, ask a simple question. Is there a way to use some kind of disinfectant in the lungs or injection? I think that would be interesting. That's all he said. He never told anybody to do anything, but they believe it. They also believe Sarah Palin said she could see Russia from her house. No, that was Tina Fey. They don't know, they don't care, and they don't pay attention. Some do when things get bad, but young people don't. Many of these young people, there's this viral video of a, of a young individual crying at Starbucks because I've been scheduled to work eight hours. There's so many customers. We need a union. What's the union going to do? Tell the customers to leave? Put a sign on the door saying only 10 customers allowed every hour? These people are insane. And they got their vote. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the arrogant 18-year-olds that you, that you know of in these TikTok videos who are voting, not because they actually cared to vote, but because a ballot was sent to their house and then someone knocked on their door and said, did you fill it out? Ned Ryan tweeted this. The Republicans need to figure out how to create a ballot harvesting operation on par with Democrats or they will never win again. I got bad news for you. Driving door to door in rural areas ain't gonna be easy. Knocking on doors in rural areas, very, very easy. So, so long as universal mail-in voting is the law of the land in many of these places, and it is, Republicans will never win again. They won't. Unless, of course, Republicans start playing the pandering game to the ignorant masses and offering up 10 grand for their vote. Now, apparently, uh, it's unconstitutional. But, uh, you know, didn't stop Joe Biden from doing it in the first place, even when he said he didn't think he had the authority to do it. So Republicans, we're entering 2024. And while we uh, wait for the results to see if Kerry Lake can actually win in Arizona and try and clean this system up, I have one piece of advice for you. Don't be stupid. Start offering up cold, hard cash. It's all that matters, right? There's that, that quote, I can't remember who said it, but he said something like the Republic will only stand until politicians realize they can bribe the voters with their own tax coffers or something like that. Well, we're here. So Republicans should just come out and be like, Democrats want 15K, we'll do 50K in student loan forgiveness. <laughs> you don't actually got to give it to them. 
And Republicans aren't going to vote for Democrats. Staunch conservatives will vote for you even if you offer that up. And they'll say, that's stupid, but I'm not voting for the Democrat. So there you go. And then you're going to get all these Democrat young people being like, I don't want to vote for the Democrats. The Republicans are promising to forgive student loan debt. And then the parents can be like, they won't do it. They're lying to you. And they'll be like, I don't care either way. I'll roll the die on the one who says they're going to do it. And then what doesn't happen? They'd be like, so what? Now, I'm not literally saying Republicans should do that. But what do you do? What's the point at this right now? I want to go back to showing you this image. Maryland, Western Maryland, heaven help these people. Ever, I, I've, I've been in these. Look, I, I work in the area. I live in the, in the thankfully red area in West Virginia. You go to a bar out here in, in Western Maryland's panhandle, and they've got the, the flags with Trump riding a tank and like holding guns and stuff. They've got Trump riding a velociraptor. That's what this is MAGA country. And they voted Democrat. Now, you can argue it's gerrymandering because the eastern side leans more Democrat, but they even cut out some uh, areas of Frederick from this map. Parrot was winning by a large number. And then they said, whoa, whoa, we got to count the mail-in ballots over the next week or so. And these ballots are overwhelmingly ignorant masses who don't know and don't care. So the people who are paying attention and want the system to be fixed are competing against a bunch of mindless masses that are being allowed to vote with just there. It, it's depressing. The result of this, if Republicans are forced to play that game, idiocracy awaits. That's the end result, period. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Oh, well, uh, here's some good news. For those of you that were curious about vaccination and the risks of myocarditis, NBC News is reporting that they're now beginning research on the possible long-term risks of COVID vaccination. Both Pfizer and Moderna are launching clinical trials to track health issues, if any, in the years following a diagnosis of vaccine-associated heart problems in teens and young adults. Well, this is fantastic. We, you know, I was very concerned about uh, whether or not there would be long-term health risks with vaccines. And as I often said and still do say, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. And I always stress because people always push back and say, but Tim, I have a stupid doctor. And my response is why? No, but in all seriousness, people are like, I don't trust my doctor because they just go along with what the news says and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, I am not telling you to go to a bad doctor. I'm telling you to I'm telling you to go to a good doctor. A good doctor knows about this news story, right? So my advice to you is make sure your doctor is good. Don't get advice from me. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what's right for you or what's not. But if you go to your go to your doctor and they can't give you up-to-date information on the current studies or anything like that, they don't know about your long-term health prospects or things like that. Well, then I just say you, you, you definitely want to make sure your doctor knows all of these things. As I often describe, if you hire a plumber and he can't tell you anything about plumbing and you say my plumber is stupid, why would you hire him? Now, here's the issue. The issue here is that NBC News is basically saying they uh, uh, are only just now launching the long term trials on myocarditis and that myocarditis is a possible side effect of the vaccines. And I really, really do think we need to break this one down because uh, uh, there's a lot going on here. I don't trust the news and the media. I think you all know that. But there's only so much you can do. And knowing what you can is going to help you. 
Let me read you this story from NBC News, bring you some updated context. It looks like uh, in Australia, they're going to be they're not going to be allowing certain uh, uh, boosters for young people due to myocarditis. There's been blood clot issues resulting in vaccines being temporarily pulled. And it's important that you know all of these things so that when you go and talk to your doctor, they can answer the questions about whether or not this is right for you, because your doctor, of course, knows all of this, right? NBC News reports. In October of 2021, Davion Miller was found unconscious in the bathroom of his home in Detroit a week after receiving his first dose of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. He had known something was wrong. Then 22, he had started experiencing chest pains two days after getting vaccinated, followed by fatigue, shortness of breath and dizziness. Wow. Well, that's crazy. You know, uh, unrelated. I've heard a bunch of stories recently about people who passed out uh, and they or, or, or suffered cardiac arrest or died from cardiac arrest. There was one story where a young like 18 year old kid was playing tennis and then he just collapsed. And they said his heart stopped like it just stopped, like not a heart attack. Someone corrected me on this. They said, Tim, a heart attack is a myocardial infarction. And that's um, what is that? Like blood restriction to the heart causes necrotic tissue to, you know, tissue to die or something. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. But they said that cardiac arrest meant the heart just stopped. And I'm like, oh, okay. They kept the kid alive through CPR and they're like massaging the legs and all that stuff to make the blood move. And then the kid came too. Sounds very similar to this. This dude passed out. I wonder if it was uh, just he wasn't getting enough oxygen to his brain or something. I don't know if they're related. OK, just look, I will I will say things and then you can make any assumption you want. But I urge you to uh, talk to a a well-versed doctor about these things. Miller was rushed to Henry Ford West Bloomfield Hospital, where he was diagnosed with myocarditis, an inflammation of the heart muscle and pericarditis, an inflammation of the outer lining of the heart. His doctor advised him not to receive a second dose of either the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccines. I was like, that's crazy, Miller said. Noting that he knows the heart inflammation condition following vaccination is extremely rare. Miller is one of a very small group of people in the United States who have experienced myocarditis following vaccination of the Pfizer BioNTech or the Moderna COVID vaccines based on mRNA technology. Myocarditis is a condition that has long been linked to a number of viral infections, including influenza, Coxsackie viruses. Is that how you say that? Coxsackie viruses, as well as COVID. It's also been observed as an infrequent but worrisome side effect of the mRNA COVID vaccines. They ask, are there long term risks of myocarditis? Of the hundreds of millions of COVID vaccine doses given in the U.S. since the late 20, since late 2020, there have been around 1000 reports of vaccine related myocarditis or pericarditis. Full stop. Vaccine related is specific to this. That is to say, they have specifically identified instances where vaccines have caused these two uh, phenomena, these two conditions, about a thousand reports. There have been, my understanding is many, many more reports of myocarditis, but there is an argument that um, they could be caused by other, uh, other issues. This is, the, this is a difficult thing. Look, obviously, we want to understand whether there is a risk for serious illness or heart issues because of the COVID vaccine. And because we know that there have been these reports, some people will immediately assume that any and all myocarditis or pericarditis was caused by the vaccine. But I mean this in all seriousness, my friends. I said this on in, in an uncensored members show. We're having an argument about vaccine injury. And I said, what if these injuries are caused by covid? Remember, in the early days of covid, we saw videos of people collapsing in the street. 
Why would you assume it was or wasn't COVID? Look, the left is going to say all of this is COVID. And not everybody, but many on the right are going to say all of this is the vaccine. And I'm like, dude, we don't know. Do the research that you, you, you think and talk to a doctor who knows about this so they can give you their assessment. Well, people often they, they say a lot of that. Um, how could all of these these deaths be happening? There's like a, a bunch of news reports about people suddenly dying. And they're like, well, what changed in the past two years? And they'll, many, I see many people saying it's mass vaccination. And I like to point out there's also COVID, which like killed people. I wonder why it is that governments were so freaked out about this. And if you want to believe it's the vaccine, sure, there have been some reports of this, and it's possible. If there have been 1,000 reports of this and there were 1,000 news stories, you might assume that's you're seeing it all over the place when relatively it's not actually that much. But here's what I have to say. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I will not immediately jump to conclusions. I will talk to a doctor, and I did, and they gave me different medical advice than I suppose what the, what the media is telling people. But I want to make sure you understand this. The Senate, the Republican Senate put out a report saying that they believe COVID did leak from a lab if it did. And the powers that be in global governance knew that it did. Could it not be possible that COVID is what's causing unexplained deaths? Could it not be possible that people are worried COVID is is killing so many people and they don't want you freaking out because they want the economy to stay in full gear? Some people have said if it really was COVID, they'd come out and they'd say it wasn't. They'd lock everything down. And I'm like, it may be, but maybe the rich people were at their wits end seeing the collapse of the economy and they like being rich and they didn't want to lose out on that. I don't know. I know big box stores made, ton- made tons of money, but big chains lost a ton of money. I mean, you're looking at restaurant chains, Applebee's, whatever, Ruby Tuesday, all of those restaurants, they were shut down too. And there's, peri- v- there's very wealthy individuals who are behind these big chains who are like, yo, I don't want to lose money anymore. Fast food restaurants, fast casual restaurants. You got to be careful. You really do. Now, what we're learning from this news story is that they're only just now doing long term studies on myocarditis. They say the first research in the U.S. is underway tracking adverse health effects, if any, that may appear in the years following a diagnosis of vaccine associated heart problems. Moderna has already launched two trials, the most recently in September. Pfizer confirmed that at least one of its trials, which will include to 500 teens and young adults under the age of 21, is slated to begin in the next couple of months. The FDA has required the drug makers conduct several studies assessing the potential long-term impacts of myocarditis as part of its approval of the mRNA COVID vaccines in the U.S. Early findings from the research could be published as early as next year. I would like to stress that. Yes, people have gotten myocarditis. They say it is rare. Let me pull up some other stories we got here. Medscape.com, NewsGuard certified. There it is right there. Myocarditis higher with Moderna COVID vax, but overall risk is low. Now, apparently you have to register if you want to read the rest of it. But this is November 8th, 2022. A new study shows a two to three fold higher incidence of myocarditis, pericarditis following the second dose of the Moderna spike vax vaccine compared with the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. That is, they are they are saying in this study, not that it's it's just now discovered it does cause it. They're saying that Moderna causes it twice as much, a two to three fold higher incidence following a booster of Moderna compared to Pfizer BioNTech. Just pointing that out, that according to a NewsGuard certified website, myocarditis is higher 
with Moderna than it is with, uh, with Pfizer BioNTech. That is not to say how many uh, people are going to get it. I don't know. I also want to make sure I always stress the what I refer to as the scaling problem. Simply put, if 100 iPhones are given out and 1% of those phones break, nobody cares. A news story pops up and says one phone broke, people shrug. Why is that news? It's not news. Someone broke their phone. So what, who cares? Didn't work. If 100 million phones are given out and 1% break, the same margin of failure, you now have 1 million news stories about broken phones. All of a sudden, people are going to start saying, whoa, what's with all these broken phones? This is crazy what's happening. Take a look now what's going on with myocarditis. It is similar. They have said from the outset, well, they said from the outset there's, 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 there's a potential for injury and side effects, but they're extremely low. I do believe the side effects are low. I do. Um, more, more importantly, I believe that you should talk to a medical professional and a good one. When I talked to a doctor, they asked me my risk factors and decided that vaccination was not right for me. And there's, there's a couple of reasons for this. They said, you are in the young side. You're not in a risk category. You exercise. You're eating better. And um, they, they, they recommended other, other treatments. But mostly, there was concern there wouldn't be enough vaccine for the older people who do need it relative to the younger people. And so they're just like, well, I don't, I, I don't think you should. In fact, the doctor told me when I got COVID, go to sleep, watch some movies. I was like, what should I do for this? And they, they were just like, uh, lay down. They're like, it's a virus. What do you think? And then that, that was about it. So I will stress this. Make sure you're, you're reading what you can and learning about this. Make sure your, 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 your medical professional is telling you uh, correctly what's going on. But I want to make sure you understand as many people come out and try and tell you that the vaccine was apocalyptic or that it's bad or whatever. Yo, they gave out to people. Uh, I think it was like, what, what did we have? 125 million people in this country. More, yeah, I think 125 million were vaccinated. Then many, then around half of those were vaccinated more than once. And then you had a smaller percentage that have three, four, or even five boosters. I mean, it's crazy. Now, of course, there was a big push from pharmaceutical companies because they were making money off this. They were guaranteed contracts, government mandates. Uh, my problem is the libertarian element of this, the liberty element, that they were mandating it. So, like, get out of here with that stuff. But with millions, hundreds of millions of doses given, even if there is a very small percentage of people who will get side effects, you're going to get thousands, maybe even tens of thousands because of the millions of doses given. And what we know now is that according to this NBC News article, they outright say, let me let me let me show you this. It's really funny they, the way they word this. Let me uh, let, let, let me make sure I can I can find this um, ridiculously worded thing. Where is it? Um, I'm reading. Here we go. Here we go. The condition. Uh, there's no evidence of increased death, blah, blah, blah. Did they remove it already? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Wait, there it is. I got it. Last month, Kaiser Permanente scientists found that incidences of myocarditis following a booster dose of either the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine were higher than the first dose, but still lower than after the second. But still lower than after the second? What does that mean? Here's the point. The more doses you get, it sounds like what NBC News is saying. Let's just let's just be very, very careful here. They say a booster dose, meaning your second, has a uh, 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 they found myocarditis was higher after a booster. This is the important point. 
if it is a rare side effect, but getting a booster increases the likelihood of getting myocarditis, then you're going to see tons of news reports about that. But I want to make sure you understand it still may be one in a million. I think it's important you know what those numbers actually are so you can make proper assessments. Some people might say one in a million is too much for me. Not interested. It may be less. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But here's what I, what I love about the mainstream media. They say, let, let, me, let me read this paragraph for you again, because many of you may have already caught this. They say last month, Kaiser Permanente scientists found that incidences of myocarditis following a booster dose of either Pfizer or Moderna were higher than after the first dose, but still lower than after the second. Okay, confused? Let me break it down for you. A booster dose. What does a booster dose mean? It means any any vaccine after the first. When they say a booster dose higher than after the first, then it's clear what they're saying. There's a first dose. Then there's a booster dose. Then there's an after the second. I love how they worded this. What comes after the second? The third dose. So let me try and break down this ridiculous paragraph for you. We love the media, don't we? What they are saying, myocarditis is higher in a booster dose, meaning dose number two of the vaccine has a higher instance of myocarditis, but still it's lower than after the second. Okay. They're saying with each dose, they found an increased risk of myocarditis. That's just what it says. And it's worded so strangely. I don't understand. But still lower. What? They said incidence of myocarditis following a booster. Higher than the first, lower than after the second. I just it's just hilarious how they do this. So the second dose is higher than the first, but it's lower than after the second, meaning after the second is higher than the booster. Get it? Man, they really wrote that one in a funny way. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway, let me show you a bit more. So this story from MU Health. This is, um, what is it? What is MU? It's a university. I don't know, whatever. And uh, they say one of the reasons people haven't signed up is because we don't know the long term side effects. Well, we are just now beginning the long term myocarditis studies. So a lot of people didn't want to sign up for a vaccine without long term studies. And that's that's a fair point, I suppose. COVID-19 is seven times more dangerous for myocarditis than vaccines, according to a study in this released by ctvnews.ca. Be careful, my friends. I know that we don't trust the mainstream press and they write things in silly ways, but understand that NBC News, they wrote that story in a way that made it seem like myocarditis went down, but it actually was going up after several doses of the vaccine. But you do have reporting that COVID-19 is more dangerous for myocarditis, and I believe it. I believe it because... I know people personally who have gotten blood clots and myocarditis despite being unvaccinated. And a lot of people push these memes where they're like, the unvaccinated aren't complaining about it. And I'm like, I mean, they are. They, they are, though. Look, I'm not telling you what to believe, okay? I'm just telling you to be careful. And that's why I keep saying talk to a medical professional who knows all about this, and they can give you the better data than I can. 
You can say you don't trust CTV. Absolutely. I agree. I wouldn't trust them either. So I roll my eyes at this. I'm just letting you know, I do know people who got blood clots all over their body and were not vaccinated. So we think it's COVID and it's kind of scary. And I'll stress that point again. Why assume the vaccine? Here's here's a potential conspiracy theory for you. And it's not even that far fetched. COVID hypothetically leaps, leaks from a lab. Let's just say that they were doing gain of function research. They were. And COVID-19 was one of these projects. Some have suggested it could be. The government then panicked, shut everything down, and then insisted everyone get vaccinated. Why? Because they knew what this thing was. And there are potential risks with all vaccination, sure. But maybe the risks outweigh the negative impact of the disease. I don't know, dude. I'll just tell you, I don't know how it's... uh, I don't, I don't know how people choose what to believe. I just don't know. I don't know. Look, uh, there's a lot of questions we don't have answers to, and that makes it tough. Factcheck.org says it's not news nor scandalous that Pfizer trial didn't test transmission. It is. They're lying. We don't trust the press, and for this reason. It's not news nor scandalous that Pfizer didn't trial, uh, didn't, uh, Pfizer trial didn't test for transmission. We were told to get vaccinated to protect others. Rachel Maddow outright said, we now know that when you get the vaccine, it stops with you. They never actually tested that. So yeah, it is scandalous and it is news. The media lied. So sorry, I don't trust them. But again, look, find a good doctor. I, I, I know I say it over and over and over again, but you've got people on the left saying, go to a 7-Eleven parking lot for an injection. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about all that. You got people on the right saying my doctor is stupid. And I'm just like, bro, Joe Rogan and I each have had doctors. Joe got a doctor who gave him a specific treatment. Y'all probably like what, what he did. I, I uh, through, with, through Joe's convincing, he's like, make sure you call. You know, he told me to call around. I found a private practice. They gave me instructions. They knew about the studies and they ended up giving me a prescription. And then I was recommended against getting the vaccine. I actually had a letter outright saying not to get it. It's crazy. Um, those doctors exist. So your health is your health. I can't speak to your health. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what you weigh. I don't know what you're eating. From Gallup, Americans trust in media remains near record low. Yeah, surprise, surprise. It's tough these days, man. With social media censorship, Twitter censorship, the government intervening and getting people like Alex Berenson banned from social media. He was questioning the vaccines. It's creepy. They want absolute control over the narrative. They want you to do as you're told. We want to be free. We want to be free to make mistakes. And I'll tell you exactly what the big problem is with the establishment cult. People need to make mistakes so that we can move forward. If you take the system over and dictate what people do and then you make a mistake, the system collapses. If the system is decentralized and someone makes a mistake, only a small portion of the system gets damaged. So we need freedom. We need freedom to be wrong. We need freedom to be right. And we need decentralized media and to challenge the garbage that is the corporate press. Many of you may reject what I say here these days. That's fine. You should. And you should listen to it and then agree or disagree and make up your own mind. I'm not your boss. I don't want to lead your life. I don't know what's right for you. I would like to present arguments that you can assess. There are a lot of people that will come out and say outright the vaccines are bad. I only ask that you consider everything I said in this segment that maybe there are side effects or there literally are. We know they're doing studies on them, but maybe it's really just a scaling problem. A hundred million vaccines, 
a thousand people die. You'll get news stories across the board talking about this. Then you're going to get the psychotic establishment being like, don't tell people that there were vaccine side effects causing this because then they'll blame the vaccine. And it's like, well, look, if hundreds of millions of people get get doses or if 100 million, hundreds of millions of doses go out and there's an extremely low instance of heart problems because of this, people will die. Don't be fooled by a thousand news stories. That being said, I am not saying one way or the other definitively what you should or shouldn't believe or do. I just hope you remain discerning. Never fall prey to outright just believing one side over the other, because that's the problem we see with the left. No matter what happens, they just believe all the lies. I don't like playing that game. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.